0: And you're welcome to Racing Only Better as we dip into Weatherby, Ascot and Down Royal this weekend. Apologies if I sounded a little bit clogged up, Kevin Blake, but I do have a bit of a head cold. Hopefully we'll get through and hopefully we'll steer our listeners towards some winners. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I hope so. Hugh, uh, look, we're jump racing now—a full, full podcast, full of jump racing. Uh, so it's that time of year. Uh, uh, traditionally, I'd find it a bit of a nightmare that transition period, but sure, we'll give it a crack and hopefully put a winner or two out. I tell you what, Tony
0: Calvin, right? This standard of jumps racing in England This weekend and last weekend If this is a reflection of what's to come for the season The Brits are in serious, (laughs) serious trouble Because the standard of horse running this weekend Is absolute dog shit (laughs) 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 Uh,
2: Woof woof <laughs> I, I tell you what, right? When it gets really down and dirty, I quite like I quite like crap handicaps. I, yeah. I, I much rather focus on those than than the, than the listed and graded stuff. But yeah, but you're a weirdo. You see, that's not most people aren't. <laughs> most people most
0: people aren't like that. TC. Most people want to see good horses competing against the very best. Not go looking for these twelve
2: year old, well handicapped yeah, pensioners plodding around. The, the problem track. with that, you. The problem with that, you is like. <laughs> These good horses. Everyone knows they're good. Everyone knows all about them. So you've got to be a particularly shy odds compiler to get, you know, to get them to get them quite wrong in the betting, haven't you? But you know, some firms do have a, do ever go at, uh, at being inept. But yeah, it's it's not great. I mean, everyone like raves about Cheltenham last weekend, Friday and Saturday. I mean, that Saturday card at Cheltenham, I've never seen a worse one.
0: Yeah, it's shocking. Dan, Dan Barber, Dan Barber, as National Hunt Timeform editor, you, as Timeform National Hunt editor, like you know, when well, the highlight of your weekend this weekend is bloody surname, you know you're in big trouble. Like, what's going on?
3: Yeah, I can't believe this. Me, ten years ago when the Irish didn't win a race at Cheltenham, we wouldn't a boo from a goose. Now they come in over, they're coming over. slagging up all our races, <laughs> yeah. winning all our good races. Yeah.
1: And our women just that, yeah.
3: not just that <laughs> last weekend they chin in 25 to 1 good things on the running well. yeah. yeah. just please just stop having runners over it. it's not fair <laughs> we're, we're so badly yeah, inferior yes, you're coming right. over here Nick and our
2: £6.80 pints of Guinness
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Six £6. 80 well, money. Hey, <laughs> hey the BHA have already started the process Dan they've already banned the Irish out of class 5 and class 6 handicaps it's only a matter of time before they <laughs> move up the, move, move up The class a little bit, yeah. isn't it? That's Make all it an, an old, British, face. old British affair. Right, <laughs> right, right,
0: lads I'm convinced by the way that Brexit only happens because they want to keep the Irish out of English racing, and it's going to matter before it actually happens. It's all Paul Nichols and Nicky Henderson's big plot, right? Anyway, lads, we get stuck in uh, we get on to Weatherby. The that joy a of the start, wouldn't it? A good, positive <laughs> start, anyway. Listeners, if you haven't pissed off by now, hopefully, we we'll give you a few minutes, right? Okay, the opener on the card at Wetherby is the 120, it is the Bet 365 handicap chase, and um. So, yeah, it's uh, sh- well, it's not too bad, I feel like, given some of the runners that we've had over the last uh, couple of weeks. But um, is it Jerry Cold Rock is your 7 2 favourite? Revels Hill, 4 to 1. You've got Tarnapino at 7 to 1, sizing at Midnight Sevens. Uh, and you can have what you like about the rest. Kev, right, give us a winner here. It looks open enough. Um, I can't make head or tail of it myself, but who do you like?
1: Um, yeah, not easy. Um, I went for Revels Hill um, on his chasing debut for Harry Fry. Um, kind of belatedly put it together over hurdles his final start last season and watching the back just looking at his jumping technique etc you'd hope he'd make a good transition to fences and um, he won a point to point back in the day though when you, when you look back at the form of the race it's absolutely shocking yeah. Um, abs- oh muck yeah 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 this this wasn't one of the uh, <laughs> <Muck>. <laughs> uh yeah it wasn't a point to point you'd be you'd be holding up for uh as <laughs> an advertisement now but uh, he won it he successfully jumped the fences and won uh but we won't go any further than that um, and i'd be hopefully make the transition to fences might well improve a little bit for them and yeah um johnny Burke rides and he'll do it for me Jeez, he'll do it for me. That does, that's not a very confident shout at all, is TC? Can you do, can yeah, you do better I'll get than that? stronger. I'll get stronger. <laughs>
0: OK, OK. TC, come on, you can do better than that. I'll like. tell you
2: what, if, if COVID's kind of, like, contagious, my negativity is, isn't it, lads? You've all caught my disease. Um, all right. <laughs> now, I, um, I'm going to take a flyer in here, as is my want. Uh, I'm going to give a final chance to Braylon Dar, who's... Um, oh. Well, Dan will probably tell me, have you ever seen a horse come down the handicap as quick as this? It's like Curly-esque, this is. <laughs> um, you know, it's not so long ago, this horse was, you know, finishing third in the Grand Daniel, get just getting chinned in a bet victor. Um, and he's now off a mark of 112. And There was a bit more life in his run at Perth last time, and I thought... Yeah, I think I'm I'm working on the i on the side of this is going to be soft ground because the amount of uh, rain of uh, water that Weatherby put on is absolutely off the scale. So and they've had a bit of rain. So I'm working on the basis of soft ground at Weatherby. I think I think the trip on soft ground will be good for Braylon Londar. Off a mark of 112 after showing a bit more at Perth last time. Um, yeah, I'm going to give him a chance at 20 to one each way, four places with a sportsbook and. Ben Haslam's—he's um, been in, his form's been in okay on the flat. He's had a couple of winners on the flat, and uh, he's Ben Haslam is one of these trainers training for JP that he—they do come up with some big price, uh, big price winners. I'm not whether it's by accident or design, I'm not sure, but I'm willing to give Braylon Dara a go of a mark of 112 because you know not so long ago he was running in running big big races off 140 odd.
0: Yeah, okay, so twenty as I said, four places with the sports book, Braylon Da for TC.
3: What about yourself, Dan? Who have you come down on here in a tricky, tricky opener? It is a tricky race. the one I thought was most interesting at the prices has crashed significantly in price. They put Zondra in at forties and he was five to four to win a Carlisle handicap the other day. This has been more his sort of test, not so stiff a finish. Played late in a well-run race, but I thought it was I thought it was a very hard race, yes, I really did. the obvious two were the first two in the betting. One off I definitely don't think, will be the price on the sportsbook at the minute. is Jerryville. I think he might be nearer 70 to 1 than 7 to 1 on the off. But yeah, Palexandra, Pal but there's already been a bit of money for him. Yeah, I can see that 40s, 25s into 12 to 1 at the hey, time. 40. Hey, you. Of 40.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I've been doing for the last 90 seconds while the lads were talking? What? Well, looking up, Badbury Rings, the point to point that, that, that Rebel Till won at. Right. it's in it's in dorset uh yeah. it has a, a most spectacular Ar- iron age fort there right right by right by the point to point track right. i can't find any horse of any significance that's ever won there i'm open to correction but there you go badbury so, rings badbury <laughs> Rings, revels hill flying the flag there you I go with witty stall's back garden Right, oh my God! Right,
0: right, lads. We'll kick on if we can because we've got been racing to get through uh, the one fifty-five. is the bet three six five Mayor's hurdle. Um, it's two miles, and Miranda is your nine to four favourite for Paul Nichols. Harry Copton on board. Uh, Molly Ollie's wishes is eleven to four. He got Marie's Rock, my old pal, at seven to two. her indoors for Alan King at five to one, and at seven to one bar Tony Calvin. Um, yeah, uh, sh- sh- small enough field again. Uh, Miranda for Paul Nichols. That floats your boat, or in these mares, you like something else?
2: Yeah, Miranda. Yeah, when we discussed comedians the, uh, <laughs> a, 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 a few months ago, yeah, I knew her that She, was she should be, she should be the worst one out of the whole lot. I mean, she even <laughs> she even knocks Michael McIntyre into a cocktail <laughs> and Billy Connolly. Oh. Uh, so you're yeah, not a fan. She, you're not a fan. Oh no. no. I'm I just don't laugh generally, do I? So, uh, I'm <laughs> not, but, and she isn't persuading me otherwise. Um, very tricky race. Obviously, there's no each-way angle in here with just the seven runners. Yeah. Uh, Marie's rock broke my heart when she, um, oh, when she yeah. picked up an injury before Cheltenham uh, a couple of seasons ago because she was uh, she was pretty mustered at Taunton last year was a bit of a write-off. Um, she's had she's had a wind up. Uh, if she comes back to that, if she comes back to you know that uh, that form a couple of the seasons ago, you know I think she's probably a fair a fair bet around the four to one mark. But there's there's plenty of depth in the race. For all there's only seven runners, so I'm not going to have a bet in the race. So um, I'm not going to tell anybody to back anything. But Marie's what would be my marginal choice if pushed.
0: Yeah, she's my choice too, Dan. I hope she can come back to that 2019 level of form that she showed. Do you think she can?
3: Make that a hat-trick, I think, because there's only two I can back at the prices in this and the bottom two on the card. At the moment, we've got Marie's Rock, 7-2, Zambella, 7s on the sports book. With Zambella, maybe she'll always be a much better chaser, but she's not had many goes over hurdles and on her chase form, she would win this. I mean, she was a pretty good mare last season, very consistent as well. Stable's flying. Stable's going better now than it was at any stage last season, I think. But yeah, Marie's Rock, it's quite a simple... I think she will win if she's back to what she looked as a novice, and uh, what we're clinging to, I think, is the fact she's had another, maybe a second wind up raises alarm bells, but it might have worked. Last year was a write-off, but to be fair to her, first time back, she was a sufferer in that mad race at, at Newbury, where Kev tip Floressa and she won, and oh, in the background, yes. the like the likes of Milkwood were getting put through the rail and stuff, so Marie's Rock did show a bit that time, and the fact she's been off after a last run suggests she probably just wasn't right then. And I also think getting back on Less testing ground will be in her favour. So, if there's a bet in that race for me, it's those two against the field. Lovely. What about yourself, Kev? All in.
0: I don't
1: know. Um, I don't know. Look, Marie's rock. Like, look, loads of talent there, but she, she probably needs you know, a few doses of ADHD medication, doesn't she? Because she just needs to <laughs> relax. Like, she's just yeah, just, just yeah. too free the whole time. And yeah. be Five and twenty, about that. Molly,
3: Molly Ollies might force it. Could go a pace.
1: Yeah, yeah, for for the sake of Marie's Rock, you'd hope they wouldn't sure, Molly's Ollie's wishes, that's probably her best chance of winning because she you know, she stays much further than this in fairness. But I just think Miranda's faster than all these and maybe better than all of them anyway. She has to give weight away to all of them. But I've always really liked her. She's a, she's a particularly good jumper of a hurdle. And uh, the form is there in the book. You know, penultimate start. she, she whacked Floressa, who is another mayor I like. So um, the, you're not getting loads at the price. But look, Nichols has his team in great form and he'll have her well revved up. And I'd say I wouldn't be surprised if she gives weight away to, to all of these and gives them a good whacking.
0: Okay, good stuff. So it's Miranda for Kev. Jumps a good hurdle, can't tell a joke. On we go to 230, <laughs> the bet 365. Hurdle oh, no. is a grade two. And Paisley Park is your two to one favourite. So his uh, seasonal bow. Uh, for Emma Lavelle, two to one at the time of recording. Thomas Darby seven to two. Master Tommy Tucker, four to one. Indefatigable is eleven to two. Run for Oscar, seven to one. Proxima, twelves and uh, Slatehouse and Astil bringing up the rear there. Dan, um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I mean Paisley Park, I, I think should win this um, if he's fit. Is he fit? Do you think? And, and, and is he work back in a two to one?
3: Yeah, I've I've very much changed my opinion on this when I first looked at the card at the forty-eight hour stage. I thought, well, good ground. I was at Weatherby the other week where they were calling it good, but Pipey and Skelton took out all their runners on the basis. They thought it was quicker after a race or two because it was very breezy. So I thought maybe the test won't be absolutely ideal. But then you look at it and you think, well, under similar conditions, first time out last season, three miles, good ground at Newbury, he's pushed Time Hill to a length and a half or so. There's depth behind him in that race. And I think if he runs to the same level as that, I think he will beat these. I just think he's better than them even giving the weight away. And what price would Time Hill be if he was in this race? He'd be odds on, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, he would be, yeah. There's very little between Paisley Park and Time Hill. I I think you accept that Time Hill's progressed a bit past him now, but even if it's two or three pounds between them, and I actually think the more I look at it, that twos around that is an acceptable price for one of the best staying hurdlers around, who's got a good record fresh, and showed first time out last season that he can be effective under these conditions even if he is an out and out stayer so yeah I've definitely changed my tune on this but I've I've come around to the opinion that based on what price would time he'll be for instance Paisley Park isn't a bad better's favourite
0: yeah I agree with you Kev sometimes the obvious answer is staring you straight in the face and I just think Paisley Park keep it simple he wins this race if he's on form
1: I think so. Look, he's got to give way way to all of them, but he, you know he's earned it. You know he's just a better staying hurdler than all these, isn't he? And there's a couple of little concerns about some of the others. Um, I was doing a, a jumps preview the other day, and we were kind of saying Paisley Park at like kind of twenty twenty five to one wouldn't be wouldn't be a bad shout for the stairs hurdle still, uh, because it's not like he's ancient for stairs. No, he's hurdler. nine. He's, he's nine. Like, yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. he's de- and he's definitely not high mileage. You know, and he was wasn't far off his best last season. And I know he was beaten at Cheltenham, but he had a kind of a non-ideal preparation there, didn't he? But the, his the, his prep race was what was rained off. And um, yeah, he yeah. does seem to be better. I know he's not getting to run here with the benefit of a run under him, but um, I just think he'll outclass these, even with the weight. And uh, potentially should go on to show in the fullness of time that he, he's still a player in this division this season. Right. Uh,
0: just for Tony Calvin to make it a clean sweep, or are you going to go for something down uh, the betting
2: a little bit more. Uh, no betting opinion in this race, but Thomas Darby is probably my idea of if there is a punt to be had in it. Maybe Thomas Darby at around about 72 a, a touch bigger on the exchange. Um on adjusted figures he's only got a pound to find with Paisley Park and he's you know, he's near near enough double the price on the exchange and uh three miles soft ground. Like I said, I am working on the basis of soft ground at weather because you know, if you go and have a look on the BHA website, how much water they've been putting on that track. With, uh, with uh, rain, more rain that's forecast for, for Friday. It's, it's. I don't know why they've been watering so much. It could well be what Dan said. If they got a lot of stick from the likes of Skelton at the last meeting because the ground was riding firmer than, than advertised, maybe they've uh, they've erred on the other side of the caution. But no, um, no real, no real betting opinion here. Thomas Derby at seventy two, but I won't be happy okay. myself. Good stuff lads That brings us on
0: nicely To the Charlie Hall chase Then the Bet365 Charlie Hall chase Grade 2 of course Uh, The aforementioned surname Is your 11 uh, To 10 favourite It's a 3 mile chase For those uh, unfamiliar Clondo Castle's 4 to 1 Is the closest to him Shan Blue at 9 to 2 For the Skeletons Might be interesting At the price Fusil Raffles 5 to 1 Kitty's Light Twelves. And it's have what you like Bar the rest Kev Surname is An incredibly frustrating horse To follow uh, I don't know If Paul Nichols Mentioned him To you When you went down To ditch To do your preview For Betfair But I certainly Wouldn't be back in 11 to 10 here Shan Blue to me At 9 to 2 Makes the most appeal What do you think?
1: Um, well just on, on Paul mentioning him He didn't mention him And it, Paul was put together The list of horses to follow And he chose not To put him on there Which is You know One can read into that If they wish yeah. Um, ah, look! I remember this race last year. We, we had a great debate about it, and he ended up being horrendously weak in the betting. Like, like, oh my God, has he lost a leg weak in the betting? And yeah. he, he went and one anyway. But um, you know it was perceived by many i suppose as confirming that well he is effective at three miles but you'll remember like it was the emphasis was more so on speed that day and he kind of got away with it and as you know he he blobbed two times afterwards he's had another breeding up you know it just it it wouldn't add up to a good time to me at even money i'm still not convinced about him at three miles as such um look this, this is just a horrible race isn't it uh, Shan Blue, I'm not. He's won over three miles, but I think he's be- better at two and a half. I found myself. You wish there was eight runners because I found myself kind of jiggering and poking around, looking for some a proven stayer that'll want to win this. Because there's a few proven stayers in here that might have eyes on you know big handicaps such as the Grand National uh, a bit further down the line. I'll take a little chance on Kitty's Light. Um, she has um, she has race fitness. You know she's progressing away the whole time, um, and she stays really well. And I could just see her perhaps springing a bit of a surprise here and getting getting a big pot um, d- d- for Christian Williams because I just I just it looks like a horrible race. that's ripe for an upset to me.
0: Yeah. What about yourself, TC? Then, uh, is there, because surname is so short, there might
2: be value elsewhere, or is that how you see it? As 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 out, pointed out, it's a seven runner race. Nobody's an yeah. off, nobody's offering <laughs> <laughs> place. enthusiasm. Yeah. it's <laughs> no, it's a 57 it's a 57 grand you know race to the winner and you've only got surname he's he's a grade kind of like one to stroke two horse haven't you so even giving the six pound penalty away if Nichols has got him right he'll win and maybe odds of 11 to 10 or I see it's 2.3 on the exchange at the moment um, maybe everyone's going to be looking back and thinking yeah that was that was a bit of a gift but I, I can't build up any enthusiasm for that race uh, no whatsoever. yeah i did move
0: you look at the Ladbrokes chase as well if any one of those are taking their chance over here they'd have to have a great a mm. great shout at, of, of Downing surname down. what do you think I remember when he beat all that time everyone got so excited about oh, this horse could be potentially a superstar and he's
3: just really flopped since then Yeah I think I think he has on his day I think he has been a top class chaser some of his performances have been monstrous but you those good days have sort of been outnumbered by the bad ones, haven't they, in recent times? And clearly yeah. he's dodgy with his wind because they've given him another wind up since last seen. I think it's a, a nightmare of a race. I don't want to dwell on it much more. If he's in the right same form as last year, I think he probably just outclass these. But I know you're keen on Blue, and one thing you can be guaranteed is this will be cup final day for him. He's back at Weatherby. It's a sharpish three miles, assuming they don't get buckets. And Skelton doesn't tend to miss a trick when it comes to try to expose something. Who's... Maybe slightly dubious, and I think that that does apply to surname nowadays. Okay, I think good Kev, stuff. Kev just got bored that googly with Kitty's light. I've, I've called him a mayor many a time down the years.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have a thing. Did I? Oh, jeez, there we go. That's all right. That's all right. I think. It's, it's the name. It's not.
3: They don't think it was, do they?
0: When they name these. No, ones, they yeah. don't. Uh, the three forty then is the bet three six five handicap hurdle. Um, TC, you can kick us off with this one. Two miles and three. Mackenberg your nine to two favorites. wide open contest. Our surprise, six to one for Harry Fry. You've got half a piece, fifteen to two. Uh, Pegero at eight to one, and it's uh, it's ten to one bar. Um, anything in this handicap that's uh, good value at the moment?
2: Do you see? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. Give me um, yeah. Give me a um, give me a dirty nought one hundred and thirty instead of a grade two, and I'm and I'm there. Yeah, I've had a couple of bets in here. <laughs> uh, I put up, a, I put up, uh, a rating at fifties earlier in the week. in my anti-post when I'm on Tuesday, oh. and I've gone in again at sixteens. Um, oh. Oh, I really, I really like this horse, Neil. He's another horse. Not quite Bray Londaire territory, but this horse has dropped to a mark of 115. Now, a couple of seasons ago, in fact, he's an ex Jason O'Brien horse, Kev. Um, a couple of seasons ago, he finished second to tax me if you can at, uh, over 2 mile 4 in soft ground at Hexham of a mark of 127. He's down to 115. If you go back and watch that Hexham race, um, he, he had a bet for SP of over 100 and he traded at 101 and he was stopping on the running. and... He's, he's a real strong traveler this horse and, he, and he, that was an evidence about, uh, of this course back in March and he hasn't really been finding. Um, so I ticked him on Tuesday thinking you know um, I think he's, I think he's got course form the handicap market etc. It didn't occur to me that uh, they did give it a breathing up but it obviously he came through he has he's had a wind up um, uh, prior to this race so if he finishes off his races the way he's been traveling through them, uh, then I think Eviscerating is a very big player here off a mark of 115, and I have to play in the race. I have to pay half a piece in the race as well. Now, again, this is another horse that's falling down the handicap. Um, Jack Andrews is back on. He's one for one on the horse. Five pound claimer. Uh, four starts ago, this horse was was leading at the last when when falling at Cheltenham off a half mark of 130. He's now come down to 127. He's got all the course form you need. He's got form at um, form at the trip, form in the ground, and yeah. If, if half a piece wins, I don't want to lose on the race. So, eviscerating for me is my main selection. But I've had a I've had fair saver on half a piece. Two well handicapped horses with course form.
0: Okay, and, and eviscerating, as you were talking, went from 16s to 14s, TC, so I don't know if somebody's listening and piling in on your advice, but <laughs> 16s. 16s is <laughs> now gone. Uh, it's not my one, here, I can tell you. Um, Dan, what about yourself, it's, you know, it's it's open enough here. Two interesting shows from TC, who do you like?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm with his second one with bells on. I think this is a really good bet, half a piece. Um, yeah. We did. This is a horse who's been running not to 140 handicaps, not to 145s, not to 135s. He's down into a 0 to 130 for the first time in Yonks. First time out last season at this track. Bear in mind, he was in the frame at Weatherby three times last season. Pam Slides a 25% strike rate trainer at Weatherby as well. This seems to be the, the place where, I mean, she ran Eileen over here last season. This is where she runs her interesting ones more than anywhere. First time out last season, if he didn't fluff the last two, he'd have possibly won or gone very close in a better race off a mark in the low 130s. Handicap has given him a real chance. I just think he's got an absolutely smashing chance here of 127. Weaker race, loads of course, form. I'm sure he'll be fit. As I say, first time out last season, he was ready to go and he was unlucky not to finish closer. For me, we'll, we'll delay the naps till later. But he's better the weekend, and for me, and the only thing that's making me very strong is the presence of Rattle Owl, who I think has been given a proper chance off 120. If I was pricing this race up, which I don't tend to do, I can sort of feel like I can spot a wrong price. I don't have to make a price for everything. I'd have been nine to two joints, Rattle Owl and half a piece. And they basically double that. Uh, there's not, I just, Not in a million years is half a piece going to go off nine and ten to one. I just can't see it. Lovely, okay great Two strong shouts gentlemen And both agreeing on half a
0: piece Great stuff Let's move to Ascot then Uh, For our opener there It's the 135 in the card The Ascot underwriting Chase It's the novices Handicap Uh, King Commando is your 15-8 to favourite for Anthony Honeyball, you've got Nasalam at seven to two. Solo's in there for Paul Nichols at four to one. Sam Burton's also fours and it's eight to one bar. Kevin Blake. Um fifteen to eight, the favourite here. Um solo's interesting to me, maybe if, if I can get some form back. Um I know I'm flattered to the sea for a while now, but who do you like, please?
1: Yeah, Solo's interesting, Hugh, because look, he's kind of an object of, of derision there for the last couple of seasons because <laughs> yeah. he, he, he looked like an absolute star when he made a winning uh, British debut for Paul there in the, in the Adonis. What was that official um, mark, Kev? What did he get one, 157. Come on. Did he really get 157? For, <laughs> yeah, for, for winning a juvenile hurdle at Kempton by 13 lengths. I remember Matt Chapman saying
0: after that he was the greatest certainty to win the triumph hurdle
1: since the dawn of time. (laughs) Yeah, he he, he looked very good (laughs) but the time the time didn't really stand up and the form didn't work out at all in the meantime and I know it's all fun and games to poke fun etc but you could tell we spoke about this horse with, with, with Paul for for the for Betfair a few weeks ago and you could just tell the fury that a mere mention of the horse's name was summoning up I think he called it the maddest bit of handicapping he'd ever seen in his life something along those <laughs> lines and and it's all, it's all fun and games but it has kind of put this horse in the doldrums like that's been a big factor because uh, it just the handicapper's been, I suppose, reasonably quick to drop him back. But it's nearly two years since that day at Kempton. Uh, you know, he's, he's essentially um, he's, he's essentially missed the season. You know, because he just had no chance after marks that that he was that that he was put in at all. Be falling, he shaped well a couple of times, um, ran well in the oh what's it called a Kelso the Moor battle. Um, but he's back down to 135 over hurdles and he gets to commence his chasing career off that mark. And that's just a much, much more realistic mark. And to me, watching him as a hurdler, you'd be looking forward to him going over fences. So now that the time has been taken to address that uh, that, that that rating situation, he might just be able to pick up his career now and, and get going back in the right direction again. So um, as mentioned previously, Paul has the horses in great form. Um, and this horse has had a bit of a wind up. He was making encouraging noises about him um, there the other week, so he'll, he'll do for me. Okay,
0: what about yourself, TC? Uh,
2: no no betting opinion here. Um, okay. You're what's up? With, you? what's yeah. up with you? I, it was 14s in, in a few places. I thought that off a mark of 133 over fences was uh, was okay for a winning pointer who's got winning course for him, but... No, okay, I, no worries. I, I can I can pass on this one as well.
0: Well we'll move swiftly on because you do have a big betting opinion on uh, the next race that Ascot, got the 210, which is the Bateau London Handicap Hurdle listed race. Bateau. And your Soaring Glory is your three to one favourite here. You've got Boot Hill also actually at three, so uh joint at the top of the market there, Boot Hill and Soaring Glory at three to one. Adjero six to one, Megan nines. You got Wild Max for Paul Nichols ten to one alongside Leon Cavallo. Our Leon Cavallo, uh, progressive at 12 to 1, Global Citizen 14s. What's your big fancy in this one? I'm interested is it Highway 102, Tony Calvin? No, it's That's
2: not. That's the price
3: of all my naps get beaten, I'm running. Yeah. <laughs>
2: hey. I'll tell you what, Dan, Dan, Dan. Where did you watch that? Where did you watch that race last week? And I was it. A weekend away with the
3: family. You know what I did? I, I made the critical mistake. Of turning the phone to my brother to show him, look at this, we're in here. <laughs> oh
1: the, oh then... <laughs> no. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know it,
3: it, it probably wouldn't have done, but I'm pretty sure if I'd have kept that phone to myself, I'd have definitely won by 10 lengths. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, TC, what do you fancy?
2: Um, I, I can see why Soaring Glory and Boot Hill are, are dominating the market. I mean, it's by the fixed. You were
1: odds you were price. a big Soaring Glory fan last season. Too, yeah, so I, I was. You? Yeah,
2: um, I wasn't. You know, the John Joe Neal form is is okay, and you know, you, but everything's about price. And if Soaring Soaring Glory and Boot Hill on the fixed odds. Uh, prices. They're taking out 50% of the market and so I think mm. it sets it up nicely for an each-way play against it, especially with the each-way terms you get on the sportsbook. And I just thought, and I to be honest, I think Leon Cavallo probably will find one or two better handicap but you're getting four places here Um and I just think Leon mm. Cavallo is absolutely rock solid. He's he's only run at the course, he finished a good fourth and not so sleepy over two miles. He's coming here off the back of a, a really good third in the Welsh champion hurdle where he, he ran as though he might have needed it a bit his first run since since um since june he's running off the same mark here of 139 course form ground trip fitness oh, i just think he's absolutely rock solid and like i say i i've had a good each way going at him uh, at 14s 12s and, uh, and and i'll probably go in again at 11s um yeah Leon caravello each way four places might find one one of the more unexposed horses beyond him but I think he'll run his race and I fully expect him to be in the in the top four at the very least. Okay,
3: um, what about you, Dan? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I, I do concur in the sense that if there is an each-way horse in the race, it probably is him. But I was mined, and I probably should be going that way anyway because of these generous place terms. I've, I'm going elsewhere, though. One of them I would back each-way. That's Ellen Valley. I think generally these four-year-olds have a bit of a task on against older horses. That applies to Megan and Progressive, who ran in the same Chepstow race. Ellen Valley's a four-year-old didn't pull up any trees on the flat during the spring, but I suspect he's just going to be a better jumper. He he took really well to her than last season. He was third in a strong running of the Fred Winter. Jeff Kidder advertised that form subsequently. And the stable, I think, if anything, are are even better now. So I thought he was, certainly with four places, he was interesting at double figures. And I can't help but have a flyer on one. He is win-only, this horse, but Global Citizen. I mean, he's the best handicapped horse in the race. Go back to his old form. He won a... He beat um, Silver Streak off levels, didn't he, one year in that Haydock champion hurdle trial, beating convincingly. He went chasing. It didn't really work out after a win early on. And then he's only run over hurdles last season. They ran him trying to blast off in the county hurdle, which was was never going to end well. So just the fact that he's eight pound lower now in one hit, he's still only nine, so he shouldn't be... He's not retirement home yet, is he? And the stable's in, in really good form. I mean, if there's a... Ch- if he's ever going to bounce back and show he's still a useful operator, I thought first time out was the, was the time to catch him with the stabling good nick and the handicap showing showing him some generosity. Plus, I mean, chasing never worked hard, but he's a really good jumper of hurdles. He tends to be ridden aggressively. I don't know about TC, but I didn't see loads of pace in this. So I thought he might be able to get loose.
2: I okay. had... What did my pace, map? I've got um, a GRO a, question a Giro. mark, global, global Citizen, Bashiba Boy... Uh, highway 102 or 1 uh, Okay So I've That's got okay. four possibles <laughs> 1, 2, okay, three,
0: 3, whatever Kev, what about you?
1: <laughs> well, well first of all Hugh It's very important in this uh, sport That struggles for sponsorship at times That our sponsors do get acknowledgement And while the lads were were, were uh, Rambling away about the race I went and had a look everyone. at Bateau London Bateau <laughs> London you Do you know what it is? It's a boat on the River Thames that you go on, and you sit, and it's a restaurant, and you sit on, and the boat goes on a nice cruise down the Thames, and they serve you up your three or four course dinner, and it looks lovely. lovely. I tell you what, I tell you what, I've been on that, and and really,
2: yeah, yeah, I've been in the Santini restaurant. I've been on, I've been in the Santini (laughs) restaurant.
1: (laughs) <laughs> well, look. If if Johnny Bateau is listening and he wants another plug in the podcast, I'm sure he can whisk us all away on, on yeah. the on the lovely Bateau. Well, we are down there, right.
0: aren't we, in December? Yeah. Yeah, and all, 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 all it will cost you is four lobster raviolis and a bottle
1: of champagne Johnny That's all come on come on Johnny Bateau do the right thing oh, so one, good, good one good. lobster
2: and four bottles of champagne
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> i yeah. tell you I have I've a, I've a question to pull well not so much a question it's a statement but looking at this race and I looked at Soar and Glory and you can see the case from there but with my with my sneaky race planner hat on I have to pose the question if Soar and Glory if they thought he was very well handicapped and or if he was very well fancied for this what in the name of god would they be doing running in this with the great wood hurdle taking place in two weeks time that he'll be guaranteed a run in and you know, as obviously had a you know big prestigious meeting, maybe they take a view that he he wasn't in love with Cheltenham uh, when he when he ran in the Supreme Novice last year. Maybe I'm just guessing. I'm trying to come up with a, with the reason why. But if you thought he was well handicapped and you wanted to have a crack at a big one first time, yeah. surely the Greatwood is where you'd be running. So that's just something that struck me there again. Maybe they just don't think he likes Cheltenham, but it's a thought that came into my head. Um, I've yeah. gone for Global Citizen. Um yeah, I you. like. Ben Pauling um, he's come back down the way he was a very good horse on his day fences and hurdles um, kind of a a Grade two kind of type of horse. But he's come all the way down to 142. The handicapper's given him a right chance. And as the lads alluded to, there's not a huge amount of pace on paper. So this lad might just feck off in front and uh, not come back. We know we know, he's a free goer. His record when fresh is good in the main. So Global Citizen will do for me at a big old price, Hugo.
0: Yeah, 14 to 1 at the time recording. So good stuff, Global Citizen for Kevin. Right, let's move on to the 245. The Burn Group, Handicap Chase and... It's uh, two miles and a furlong. Editor Dugit is your eleven to four favourite. Gary Moore, you've got Amula gold four to one. Grey Diamond for uh, Sam Thomas is eleven to two. One for Rosie. Kim Bailey's mount is six to one. Uh, Sully Doc AA, our old pal AA, um,
1: six to one. And it's. A. i I'm not concerned that you. <laughs> yeah, aye, aye. Aye,
3: aye. I, he was, I, was more worried about him saying Kim Bailey's mount. I mean, what a return! Oh, that is a Kim. Yeah, oh. Listen, geez, I wouldn't do that to a horse. I tell you what, would be like putting Calvin up on a horse. I wouldn't
2: do it to him, right? Uh, right. Okay, Dan, you I, kick I, us off I, here, please. I had, yeah. a, I had another image in my mind, and it didn't involve a horse. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it clean.
0: Let's keep it clean. Right. Too late for that, says you. Right, Dan. Who do you fancy in uh in
3: this uh, two miles one furlong handicap? Case. Hard old races, so I think that's I think that'll be a universal opinion. Um, at the price, I could see him and however we're pronouncing him, running well. Hold up like horse, he's got a record red card, <laughs> red. Definitely not like that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call him, we'll call him Eamon Holmes or something. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> um,
1: Eamon Dumfries. Eamon
3: <laughs> On the face of it, there's loads of pace here, but he just seems to hold up on this chase track at Ascot year in, year out because the fences are so big that if you get into rhythm and jump ball, that those that are held up just, just struggle to match it. So I wouldn't be surprised if Editor De gee blasted off. But one thing I would like to, like to mention in relation to the race is just the form of Sam Thomas. And Grey Diamond did worst of the three that ran in the red room. But he's returned at a time when the Stable have had three reappearance winners, I think, in the last couple of weeks, including before midnight at Cheltenham last weekend. They had one touched off at Fosslass on on Wednesday, on Thursday. sorry, And... I thought he might be in the perfect spot chasing the leader, Editor De Geet. So he'd be first choice, but it's a tentative one, and maybe the lads will have a stronger view
0: yeah Kev I see my old pal Megley Can knocking around here oh, still at 20 geez. to 1 he's had more colours at this stage
1: than the annoyed colours of Wellington
0: but what do you think about his chances at 20 <laughs> to 1 do you reckon
1: I'll leave it to you I'll leave it to you oh okay. um, <laughs> The the one I liked was Amula Gold um, an, old, an old pal um, somewhat um, he had a really I suppose unfortunate season uh, last time round he, he, he won um, he won this race wasn't it um, yeah it
3: was this race yeah
1: Kev he, he beat Iblio um, who you know proved himself to be very well handicapped at the time and went on and won a few more races and ended up about 20 pounds higher than he was when Amola when Gold beat him but then uh, it came around the wheel turned and Amola uh, Gold bumped into two incredibly well handicapped horses on his next two starts he should have beaten first flow at Ascot dare I say and um, Bridget Andrews dropped her stick and was maybe a small bit overconfident, just lost out by a neck. Again, first slow was chucked in that day and then went to work and uh, bumped into Sky Pirate who proved himself to be chucked in as well in the fullness of time back at that shorter trip. A um, bit disappointing at Cheltenham maybe, um, had a wide old trip, but we won't judge him too harshly on that. Um, record when fresh is very good look is obviously rated a fair bit higher than he was um, last season but um, that second the Sky Pirate at Warwick would suggest that he, he can still compete and um, yeah Skelton's having winners and I'll be hopeful Lovely. this fella might go close to being another one
2: what about
0: you TC a of gold for Kev 4-1 to one. what about you
2: uh the price the ship has sailed at the at the price to a certain degree because one firm ridiculously went eleven to one about this horse uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, Frero Banbo is now into about a thirteen to two chance I think, uh, but I can see why this has been backed um, and I've, I ha- I have uh, I've had a little interest in a, a bigger prices than the uh, than currently are the case, but I, I just I just I just think uh, the handicap has done him a favour. I mean obviously we've mentioned the red rum fawn his fourth there was a really good effort. The handicap has dropped in two pound for it. He's a relatively um, unexposed six-year-old, youngest in the field. Venetia's won this race before um, with a with a seasonal debutant. And I'm working on the basis it's good to soft at Ascot at the moment. I think they do a bit more rain, so maybe it's going to be soft. And I think looking at the looking at the French form, that won't be any hindrance at all. I think there's a lot of upside to his handicap mark of 135. And I expect him to kick on this season uh, for Venetia. So yeah, Okay. Um, Frero Bumbo is my bet in the race.
0: One more ask up before we talk about the Lambos Chase, uh, the Bateau London Gold Cup Chase A handicap again. Uh, the three twenty on the card. Vindication is your eleven to four favourite for uh, the aforementioned Kim Bailey, who's not on board. Uh, John B is your six to one second choice in the market. Regal Encore seven to one, and it's seventeen to two bar. Okay, uh, Dan, you can give us uh, your thoughts on this, please.
3: Yeah, it's it's a really warm renewal. Vindication's a past winner of it. I think he won it in 2019. And the old fella, I mean, star of the weekend in many ways, Regalonco, he won it last year and was second to Vindication. But he's he's nearly old enough to smoke now. He's 13. I mean, it's... I think it's... <laughs> yeah. it, it's a big... <laughs> I think at some point you've got to say the age outweighs the course record. Um, I thought his stable mate was interesting in a very open race, Sojourn. He's... Record fresh. He's absolutely outstanding. Three wins off layoffs he won a bumper first time out. First time out over hurdles, I think it was, and then first time out over fences last season it was at Carlisle that day. I know it was not a strong race, but dear God, he, he just shot out in front. Thought, well, he can't sustain this, and he just kept ploughing. The more rain, the better for him. He's clearly very effective in the mud, and he's second at Haydock. He ran, he ran twice at Haydock after his reappearance last season. One where he cut his leg in the Grand National Trial and wasn't seen after. The one in between was a second to Sam's Adventure in the Tommy Whittle. And Sam's Adventure, next time but one, I think it was, yeah, two starts later, he went and won the Eider off a higher mark. So his form has stacked up. He's got his usual rider on. I like Honey Ball Horse's first time out if I was having a bet in this it would be him but yeah it's it, it's really warm this for, for
0: those that do want to keep faith with Regal on core Dan if you saw him walk around the praying ring with a fag in his mouth would that be a negative think, <laughs> or <was it>
1: really?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure how he'd light it quite logistically, <laughs> we have get, if we got, you'd have to get somebody else, obviously. You'd have to get a, yeah, got right. a load, mate. You're going to
2: get fates on the NHS over here soon. Yeah. Be yeah, exactly.
0: and who have you come down on this one, TC? A
2: big fat zero,
1: you. Okay, oh. lovely. let's
0: move on. Let's move on then because we're, we're, we're up against time now. And Kev, have you got a thought before we even talk about the lab books, chase
1: Ah, oh, top weights, top weights too. Big handicap chase, top weights. Vindication has won it before. Um, his record when fresh is excellent, excellent oh, you hey. And um, I think the Conditions of the suit and yeah, top weights. They're thrown in. Vindication Fantastic. all the way. Oh.
0: Lovely. That's just leaving us one to talk about. It is the feature at Down Royal uh, tomorrow. I'll be heading up there uh, tomorrow afternoon <laughs> for the Ladbrokes Chase. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. So Manella Indo is your ten to eleven favourite with Rachel Blackmore and by Jack Kennedy has been told by Gordon Elliott you cannot ride this horse tomorrow because he obviously has a couple in it. Galvin is in there four to one. Froden comes over for Paul Nichols and Bryony e. Frost. Delta Work is in there at eight to one and Raven Hill. Kev uh, Manella Indo wins this and I'll be absolutely puking my ring if he doesn't <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, just, I'm just surprised you can get across the border to be honest I, I'm, you I'm, hey, so, yeah. oh.
2: I'm, I'm getting some really bad images from this language on this podcast puking <laughs> his <right>. ring to disgrace <laughs> I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm getting mixed I'm getting mixed messages there God.
1: That, that, up, guy, right. that guy that, com- that guy that always complains about things we say will definitely be complaining about this podcast <laughs> yeah, definitely let him know um, yeah, yeah no nah, Look, leave Dan alone. (laughs) It's um, it's 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 tricky. Look, I think Benedetto will win. Um, for, the, for the very simple straightforward reason he's the best staying chaser in this race isn't he um, like he won he, he had a bit of a blip last season and his jumping suffered um, for a, a, a small bit afterwards and then he went and won the gold cup and he didn't even jump as well as he can in the first half of the race um, he got into the rhythm in the second half of it and for me he's won the gold cup well he's pricking his ears there I think he's, he's, which he's done before getting idle um, I think he, he's the best staying chaser around um, what condition will he be in I'm not 100% sure but I don't think Henry we'll have him too short Frodon's going to make a good goal of it from the front you know that um, Delta Work doesn't really like it around here and tends to need a run um, and Galvin, we're not quite sure how good he is so look it's not a strong opinion but I'd hope Nelindo will follow Frodon around and do him in well, I wouldn't necessarily say think it would be a procession but I think he'll beat him and uh, get his season off and running on the way to yeah. another Gold Cup most likely I'd say
0: I, I am with you 100% do you disagree Tony Calvin or how do you see this race
2: um, I hope Frodon sticks it up the
1: Irish because because um,
2: yeah, you're getting you're getting a bit too mouthy and confident
1: over there, aren't you? What, yeah, well, those, it never suited the Irish, did it?
2: No,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, in
0: fairness, we have we have every reason in the world to be at the moment, Tony. Like, you know what I mean? Just, uh, yeah,
2: um, yeah I'd, I'd probably marginally be against Millerendo at the price. Well, would you? Yeah. Okay. I, I I haven't had a bet, and I don't intend to. But uh, Team Frodon. OK, Team Frodon for Bryony as well and Paul Nichols. What about you, Dan? No, I'm similar.
3: Like, I can't see a bet in the race. The best horse is his favourite. But he is first time out and maybe there's the odd... I mean, he, I thought he came to hand quite early last season. I remember him blitzing around and was it Milan native you ran against that Giggins Town horse and basically broke him, finished his season. So, yeah, yeah he, I mean, the engine's there. I really rate the horse and I don't Probably. see why Henry would have him massively short.
0: Right, gents. Thank you very much. All that remains is for your naps of the weekend. Uh, I'm going to kick us off here. You know the two best horses are going to win. I think this weekend one in England, oi, oi. Paisley Park. Paisley Park two to one, and Manella Indo is going to oh. win the four-metre Labras Chase. So it is a Paisley Park Manella Indo
1: double to start. Yes. So what about <laughs> you, Ken? Paisley Park.
2: <laughs> Come on,
1: you, Paisley Park Manella Indo. I'm going to go with Moolah Gold in the, um, the Burn Group Handicapped Chase at Ascot. Okay, okay.
3: Moolah Gold, Ascot for Kev, win only. What about yourself, Dan Barber? I'm hoping I'm not treading on T.C.'s toes here, but I'm going 3.40, Whoa. weather beat, uh, half a piece, win and place, please. I think he's a really okay. good Okay. Half a piece, uh, eight to yeah. one at the time
0: recording, win and place. And what about yourself, Tony Calvin, last but not least? That's your
2: nickname, Nick Dan, half a piece. <laughs> well, <laughs> half a piece. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am. I had back half a piece, but now Dan's napped it. I've, st- I've just stuck in a, an in-running lay keep bet at one point one one in running. So <laughs> and that's the nap. Hopefully that will cop. Yeah, that's the nap. Uh, no, same race. I'll go against Dan, but with him, uh, eviscerating. Um, I'm on at big prices. I played up again at sixteens, and I'm hopefully the wind up is the the final piece of the jigsaw allied to the falling handicap mark and course form. So eviscerating for me, but I'm also team Barber with half a piece lovely eviscerating for Tony Calvin gents thank you we are
0: just under the 45 minute recommended podcast time so well done to all Uh, enjoy the weekend's racing gentlemen and I will talk to you uh, in the company of Kevin and Tony on Wade in on Monday morning so until then take it easy